And the other thing that's crazy is that there were movies made that were just supposed to be like, well, what's your movie about? Well, the movie is about disco in New York. Right. And you're like, is there anything else? (laughs) No, that's it. Not much. There's kind of this like Romeo and Juliet thing, but not really. Kenobi. I'm not a monster. Welcome to Films of Black and White, everybody. Me, 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 me. Yes. How are you all feeling? It is a outstanding Monday to be with y'all. We guys, there's a heat wave. There we are. We are in the midst of a heat wave. So got up to a balmy 34 degrees today. Mm -hmm. And break out the Mai Tais and the shorts because we're going to live it up. But that's weather. We don't want to talk about weather. We got a whole movie to talk about. We got some comic book stuff to talk about. We got a a catch that quotable to get into. So that's what we got on Doc. But Brian, tell the people how they can stay in touch with us. Lay it on them. Hey, folks, I am here to tell you that you should go visit our Patreon. You can find us at Patreon slash Films in Black and White. That is the best way to support us besides recommending us to a friend. That Patreon, it gives you producer privileges. That helps you influence what's on the show. So go check that out. This is also the time where I'm going to tell you, go check out our socials. We're on Instagram at Films in Black and White. On TikTok, we're there. Uh, On Facebook, you can check us out. We upload to all of those pretty regularly, so you can go check us out. And also, I'm going to say, this is your spoiler warning for the movie Self-Reliance today. We are going to be getting into all of the spoilers. So we told you here, within the first five minutes of the show, spoiler warning. That's right. And that, is, and that is and that is the spoiler warning cuckoo that you got to be wary of. If you hear the cuckoo, you know spoiler warning is coming. That's just how it is. Or it's just Doug listening to fucking... <laughs> it's just Doug yeah. acting a fool. That's all it is. I love uh, that. But love before that. we get into all of that, thank you, Brian. Before we get into all of that, we got to make sure everybody is thoroughly welcomed and introed and brought into this space. So I'm going to kick it on over to a one Brian Roush, a.k.a. Wilson Fisk's campaign manager. Brian, how you feeling, hilarious. Hello. Yes, uh, it it is great to be here because I've been sick, like just in bed sick for the past five days. Uh, Obviously, I've I've gone to work and taken care of my children, but like literally any free time I've had, I'm like, you know what's great? Laying in bed. So if my voice (laughs) sounds a little weird right now, I'm like on the upswing of recovering. And I've been looking forward to this because I've been looking forward to some fun uh so yeah. I, i've beat it uh watched a lot of stuff watched a lot of stuff uh while i was laid up in bed so we'll probably get to that what we're reading watching reading all that good stuff but yes uh, i am wilson fisk's campaign manager if you don't know what that means you should probably watch some echo is, is what i'll say uh so I, I think he's a great candidate definitely not problematic don't don't look at definitely him definitely not problematic he's he's a fighter yep. he's a brawler is Don't Wilson, worry about it. Is Wilson Fisk a conservative, independent, fascist? No, 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 no. This guy, no, no. You don't understand. Wilson Fisk is an outsider. He's making his own political mm-hmm. party. Yep. He mm-hmm. he will do. He will stop at nothing. No wall. No car door to get his campaign promises 
solidified. That is the type of man you can expect from Wilson Fitz. You know how like Republicans in general, and this is not this is not a politics podcast, but you know how politicians, <laughs> not even Republicans, but you know how like politicians in general, they'll like they'll do something that feels right, but it's like <laughs> all wrong. Like yeah, like mm-hmm. ooh, love where your head's at. Don't do that. Like yeah. that's, <laughs> that is that is all Wilson Fisk, like yes. to the max. I'm gonna break that yeah. down when we talk little comic books. I'm gonna talk good Devil's Reign storyline, uh, because I want to break down where yeah. that is coming from. So yeah, I love uh, that. There we are. I love um that. Brian, also you sound fantastic. So yeah, I am glad that out. you are feeling better. So just cheers i know that, well, that thank I know you what that's like so I'm, I'm glad you're feeling better chat oh shucks. thanks chat bot thanks. uh maybe thanks. roman no i'm kidding thanks, thanks. roman thanks uh, sloth chat bot um <laughs> kicking it on down to marcus j destin aka mike probs marcus hi oh no i don't know yeah rip rip to my damn blue yeti mike that for some reason will not stop sounding like white yeti static i know so now i gotta unhook I don't know what the song is. I was just I like it. Whatever you're I doing, like, I'm like usually it. the part where everybody bails out. You kept going, so that's why it took me off guard. Yeah, no, you, like, okay. look, look. If you know me about anything, I'm gonna yeah. lean into the hard part. Commit to the bit. No, my, yeah, for sure. My voice be damned. I'm going to <laughs> lean into it. If it, if I go, if I lose my voice for a week because I hit the like take on me high note. Oh yeah, I'm comfortable. Yeah. It's worth it. Though. Yeah, but rest in peace to the Blue Yeti. I thought somebody was gonna sing the RFP dudes. My bad. Um, no, yeah. So it's it's still a good time. Um, now I have to unhook my entire set, but I'm just happy to be here. It was a long day. Um, like I have to unhook my entire like music recording mic to bring it over to like first world problems, right? But like, oh yeah, bring it over to this desk. It's like a whole thing. So now I just need to go buy a new mic. But happy to be here. Happy to pod. I too, I'm not sick. I just was at a game that we lost and <laughs> upset about it. You're sick and, and tired of these losses. That's what this is. Oof. Yeah, I'm sick, sick. I'm sick of this shit. Cough, cough. But no, we're here. I'm ready to pop with my guys. You know what I mean? Uh, grocery party planner, Doug. How are you doing? I am doing outstanding. I am not sick. However, okay, there's pink eye floating around the house. Ooh, so no, I'm not no, sick, no, no. but there's someone else in my house who is, and oh, she dude. has an attitude. Um, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, we got her to the doctor. She's on 24 hours of antibiotics. Yep. She's not like contagious anymore. It just yep. looks awful. Um, yep. And I just kind of, because she doesn't understand basic instructions, like, yep. hey, like, don't touch your face. Yep. Um, because yep. she's a kid. That's not me being a jerk. Oh, um, I pretty, much. About pretty much. Oh no, it's Harper. You just, you just said she. She said she, and I was like, "Oh, wow. is he talking about Brittany?" Until you got to the point, it was like wow. she can't follow basic instructions. I was like, mm, "Oh, jeez, Doug hey, shouldn't be saying that." This is an insight into my marriage. The word there's we're riddled with problems, y'all. Um, <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. It's a joke. Um, but yeah, so like Harper has pink eye. And Harper Lou, because she has it, I have just yep. started treating myself with the antibiotics that they yep. gave me. Yep. Because yep. when I was at the doctor, the doctor was like, Oh, you have another kid? I'm just going to give you a refill. Like, yep. amazing. Because it is a couple. Oh. So he read the room. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So we're, we dealt with that, but they'll be back to normal, back to school tomorrow, the yep. whole nine. But other than that, I was oh, able man. to go out on Friday. Mm-hmm. 
uh-huh. with Marcus and with Damn some, uh, you know, shout out to, to Megan Redford, Sean, to John mm-hmm. Little and to Jared and his wife, nice. Kristen. It Caitlin. was a lot of Caitlin. Sorry. God damn it. I had it. I knew it was, was a close. C or he was right there. Of yeah. course, you know, right there. Um, it was a lot of fun. I witnessed one of the most awkward exchanges in the history of my life, and it was outstanding. What was it? It, it was sense. Okay, so I am called grocery party planner because yes. of an exchange between Marcus <laughs> and an eight-year-old. Um, so good. We went good. to the local brewery. Shout out to 19 Brewing Company. Shout out to 19 Brewing Company. We saw uh, a friend and a colleague uh, there. He had his kids there yeah. with him because it's a brewery. Shout out to breweries for letting you do that. Um, and Marcus and this and his son were like talking, and the son had headphones on. And and Marcus goes, what are you listening to? And the kid goes, I'm listening to Grove Street Party. And Marcus mm-hmm. goes, okay, 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 Grove Street Party. That is not what I or Megan <laughs> thought that he said. We thought that he was listening to Grocery Party. And so Megan and I looked at each other, and then we went, what the hell is a grocery party? Like, <laughs> so, And then proceeded, and then got to hear, like, the dad that was like, what, Grocery Party? Yeah, we went to groceries yesterday. <laughs> like, it was just, like, not, it was Amazing. like, he was, was like, we saw Marcus. energy. It was big yes. dad energy. Because he was like, I saw, yeah, yeah, grocery party. Yeah, we saw Marcus at the grocery store like uh, two months ago, right? Was that around, about right? And we was like, me and the son were vibing. We was connected. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. was like, grocery party, we waka flocka. I waka. know exactly. Like, I'm right there with waka. you. Yeah. All of the parents, parental figures and energy in the area, they they, they, they just went on the it. same page. It was one. Yeah, but it was a lot of fun and it led to one of the greatest group chat names. Uh, and it's, <laughs> it's going to be a joke that never dies. And I'm very excited about Good it. My favorite. Yeah. Good. Um, but gentlemen, we have a whole ass episode to get to. We got to get into it. And, but before we do that, we need to play a little catch that quotable. Catch that quotable. Grab it. Grab it. Touch Silky. it with consent. Silky sounds of Marcus J. I appreciate the shout out. Uh, good job. Consent. I love, I love consent. We all do. It's important. Um, gentlemen, are you, you hear ready? that? You dirty bastards. <laughs> <laughs> this is for the sleaze balls. that don't yeah. be, uh, the ricks of the world. The, hey, I'm what are you doing tonight? Shit. Folks, those guys, um, Brian's uncomfortable. Yeah, um, voice. It's the are, voice. are you ready for this week's quote? Hit, hit me. Hit me. Hit um, me. You know shout what? Out to, shout out to my boy uh, Damani Hayes. He's probably listening to this right now. Probably. But he listens every day. And he did it at a meeting we were at tonight. And I was like, Y'all with me? And I was like, Bet. And I was like, Hit me. And he looked at me and he said, Hit me. That's hit me. Oh. wow. <laughs> shout wow. out to Damani. That is my. Yeah, Damani is my man. Oh. That's like a recursive reference. I love yeah, that. It's, a deep, that's a, it's like a deep guy for us. And so, like, it's yeah. a reference to another reference. It's like yeah. an inception level reference, which I'm it excited is. about. It is. Um, here we go. You know what, Gus? I feel like breaking your broken legs. Jesus Christ. Okay. You know what, Gus? I feel like breaking your broken legs. I, I don't even have the timer up, but I'm going to tell you right now. I have zero idea. What I have is. one guess. I oh. have one guess. Okay. And what's... I, here's the context clues. Guys got broken legs. Uh, it's knowing Roman. It's an older movie. Uh, because he gave us an easy one last week, so he's giving us one that's impossible this week. Yep, I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it is Jimmy Stewart. Um, and 
so I feel like it's the Eddie Murphy movie Trading Places. Oh, wow. Because okay. Eddie Murphy has broken legs in Trading Places. This feels like something somebody would say in that as a sort of like a comedic tone because it feels like it has a comedic tone. That's the only proximity or guess that I have. Okay. I'm uh I was I thought you was going to go like Forrest Gump with the with the Oh the, no. Cuz now I'm thinking of everybody who's in a wheelchair or has broken legs. That's kind of where my mind is at right oh. now. Oh. So don't go by my, to say that. Uh, hmm. Uh, Brian, anything? I'm I I I'm fresh out. I'm fresh out right now. Uh fresh out. Fresh out. On the podcast, <laughs> fresh it's, out. It's hilarious. I am, I am fresh out of guesses, y'all. Fresh out here. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, there's a ton of gangster movies here that I feel oh, like fulfill. Uh, I mean, you got Goodfellas. You got, you, you got like The Departed. You got. Ooh, Goodfellas could what? also be it. Like, I, I'm gonna guess Goodfellas. I, okay. I'm not confident, but I'm, that's my guess. That also Gus- feel. Is Gus Go a good fella's name? It I mean, feels I, like so. There were these it, like classic Italian names, but then there were these other yeah. people that were in the proximity of the four dudes in Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. That I feel like this could be yes. Joe Pesci talking to one of them, okay. but I'm not right. remembering the dialogue exactly. Right. Okay. I have yeah. zero other. Uh, it's a classic. Roman said it's a classic. So both of our movies would be in that vicinity. <laughs> he also said, "Stop <laughs> farting on your kids." It is pillows. how you get. It is a way in which you show oh, you dominance in our house. That's awesome. <laughs> sicko. Here you, we go. Man. All right, the time. Is so here we go. So right, let's, let's do it. Let's let's do it, y'all. Let's do it. I'm ready. What is the oh. yes, Douglas Wagner? We were not Close. right. Not in the same okay. vicinity. Uh, John Travolta as Tony Manero in Saturday Night Fever from 1977. Wow! Oh, wow! Yeah, I, was way off. I wasn't gonna get way that. Yeah. Was that was a good. Also, that was a good I mean, one. I was at least maybe in the decade. I think, I but feel, that's still yeah. not close. I mean, yeah. it was before 2000, but I mean, yeah, that doesn't. Your, yeah. Doug, I Doug, I feel like your guess was like I believed in it because it was so specific. Like that's a specific movie, a specific thing to remember. But hey, whatever. We lost. Here we go. Um, you want to hear the full quote? Yeah, let's do it. You want to hear the full quote that this is from? Because this is just a portion of the quote. Yeah, well, fuck you, Gus. You know what I feel like doing? I feel like breaking your broken leg. That's what I feel like doing. (laughs) Okay, that's okay. Wow. I feel like I'm maybe a fool. Would have made me feel a little bit better. Yeah. I, and I, any I, movie reviewer should probably know this movie. Roman, where are you right that? now? Like Roman that? did. Who wow. said that? Roman wow. did. Roman, don't hey, do that. Wow. Hey, Roman, you know what this is. Don't sh- <laughs> you know, know why you signed up? Okay. This is like you know what this is. And no don't- way. No way. Someone's gonna get it from the Gus line. No way. Roman no said way. he was trying to keep this PG. Roman oh. Myers, come on, man. You know I what mean, right. this last PG thirteen. You know what? Maybe we just mute him for just a moment. Yeah, yeah. Just because he act like he doesn't know the brand. This like, is a fucking. Like he comes brand. in here thinking this is something professional. Like and it's, it's a PG uh, podcast. <laughs> PG. <laughs> What the fuck does PG stand? Never mind. I was about to go really. You're about to pop like, off. I was you, about to pop off. You about to pop off. No, here's the thing though. I am glad <laughs> Roman like, sent this in. <laughs> I'm gonna message what I was gonna say. So keep talking, bro. <laughs> I, I I'm just appreciative because I feel like there's so many people like that they talk like nobody made movies before like 1991. And I'm yeah, just uh, yeah. I'm just really happy that we're talking about these movies, even if we whiffed on the quote Saturday Night Fever. It's it's 
it's so indicative of the time like disco and this weird love story i just it's it's ah i I love it yeah i've never seen it (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad you didn't say that way way to show some restraint um yeah i I, like i right read the message i just said (laughs) you don't have to do that um i i felt like i've never seen saturday night fever but i know what a cultural icon it is that's true that was that was the movie that was like hey trying to capitalize on the movement of disco at the time (laughs) he's reading the quote now he's reading he's reading what you said for those who are listening to this in an audio format brian is reading what marcus was gonna say out loud but didn't so drop in our chat i wish that i could say it on this podcast but I just want y'all to know it's nothing funnier than a joke you cannot say out loud. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's I, true. Okay. Yeah, okay. Brian, Brian just, I love when Brian reads something he knows he's like, he's like, oh, come on, man. You can't do that to me. <laughs> Doug, Doug reads it. Doug might say it out loud. He'll laugh to it out. He'll say something. Brian will be like, oh, man. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, sometimes, Brian, sometimes in this, like, trifecta this uh this uh triforce if you will yes uh brian is sometimes the kid who had his frisbee stolen and thrown on the roof like oh come on guys come on y'all no that's true that is true yes why'd you do that come on no, that you was just, and, but the harder. difference is, is that the difference is, is that we'll go up and get it down. Yeah, we'll get it bad, down, but yes. throw it back up again. Yeah, but, but that's Brian like, like, oh, so, sorry, Brian, we won't do it again. And then next week, it's oops, we did it again. <laughs> <laughs> totally not on purpose, by the way. Just yeah, did it no, again. it's just who oh, we are. Man, I mean, yeah, it's I, gonna I, be so, so mad. Like, My um, dad's gonna be so mad, guys. I rip. He got me this like last week. Um, I am a Simpsons character. Yes. <laughs> I, I am. I'm glad that you said that, Brian, because he absolutely made you sound like that. I I kind of did. He did. He did make you sound I'm like that. that. Um, I do think I've never watched Saturday Night Fever. Um, oh man, I just know it's iconic. I know the dance. I know John Travolta is in it. I know the music from it. It was just never something that really mm-hmm. screamed to me personally. Yep. Um. So I don't. Yeah. I don't know why that is. Like, I, I guess I could go watch it anytime, but it's just never nothing that really appealed to well, me. And they, I mean, they just made films so differently back in the 70s. Really, this is a very did. obvious statement, but it's just like, man, you're just taking your time. You're watching John Travolta walk down a street. That's like a good, solid sequence. That's right. just all it is. He's walking mm-hmm. down a street and people mm-hmm. went nuts for it. Yeah. And the other Hell thing that's crazy yeah. is that there were movies made that were just supposed to be like, well, what's your movie about? Well, the movie is about disco in New York. Right. And you're like, is there anything else? <laughs> No, that's not, it. Not much. Nah, there's kind of this like Romeo and Juliet thing, but not really. Not, not, not really. really. There's some hip thrusting in there too. Yeah. Dude, there's but disco in New York. You're like, oh, okay. And then you go back, you like movie now. It's about okay. So there's an Ant Man, and he shrinks <laughs> down, and you're like, oh fuck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just too much. Subject. Like when you I think about how like the the evolution of Look film over time, it like it's like what's the movie about? Okay, get this. It's about a shark that's really scary. <laughs> Uh, that a group of people go out and hunt. What are you going to call it? I don't know. Jaws. I'm like, fuck. Awesome. Okay, great. Fast forward forward to now. What's your movie about? Okay, so there's this kid. His name's Artemis, and he (laughs) is a part of a magic world, but we're not really sure how or why. Like, (laughs) Trying to explain. It's one of my favorite jokes I think I've heard from a comedian was like, 
when Transformers first came out, he was like, we went to go watch Transformers High. Right. And like, you could change the scope of that movie by putting like, if somebody was high watching it, if you put based on a true story and then just started oh. Transformers movie. Yeah. <laughs> and, and to me, that's the funniest shit ever because decades later, people will watch this movie and you could easily just put based on yep. a true story. Yep. And like, I wonder how mm-hmm. people would like receive that shit. Like that would be hilarious. It oh wouldn't gosh. be hard to convince no. a dumb person or a very, very high person. Right that transformers are real all you would have to do is cut at the beginning of that movie that says based on a true story and then right after that you need to show them footage from universal studios like the park Mm -hmm. down in florida where they have the giant transformers that you can meet and talk to and you're like no no that was the red carpet and they would be like get the fuck out of here (laughs) (laughs) that's all all you have to do and i agree roman myers transformers the reason transformers goes left is because you need more transforming and less humans. That's you know, great. it's always it was always weird to me that the Transformers movies were like, hey, here's our main character, this human. And you're like, okay, but like, isn't the whole thing that the, the robots need to find a home, but we're going to focus. But no, Sam needs to go to college. I, okay, the but Optimus Prime is like, really I, important I don't have a home world, Sam, but you need to go do your freshman well, honors. Let's class. go get your stuff from Target for your dorm room. We need to find you a good futon, not the one that's too expensive. It's disposable. Sam. Put the futon in my chest. Okay. All right. Look, we've this is but put the futon in my chest. This is uh this is this has gone we've gone down a rabbit hole. It's I know I'm sorry it's we got a, to Optimus Prime college counselor. No, I'm so please, sorry. Please don't get me started on jazz. Yeah, jazz please. in jazz my head canon, jazz isn't dead. So and he's also not stereotypically black. No, so there's uh, that. Yeah, I had more troubles yeah. with that. I had yeah. more troubles. It was with a, that. I was like, why the fuck would you do that? <laughs> oh gosh. And then they gave two even worse Transformers in the oh, second movie. Oh god, that's right. Oh my gosh. Like, Jesus, Michael Bay, just make shit explode. Nobody's asking you to be the, the diversity just, person in the, in the make, cast. No, 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 no. But like explosions are for everybody. Like he just needs to make Victoria's Secret commercials <laughs> and that's I mean, it. Like you're I good, man. That. Like just do like that. Any of that. <laughs> all explosions matter. Like, yeah, oh, I mean, great. Like, you know, all explosions are important. Right. Like even the big ones and the little ones. Um, here we go. So I wanted to talk a little bit about before we get into the movie. I wanted yeah. to talk a little bit and do a little bagged and boarded uh, to talk a little bit yeah, about baby. the Devil's Reign storyline. Mm. So, if you have watched Echo, uh, maybe a little spoiler alert for Echo, um, there is this trend and this feeling that Wilson Fisk is now what I believe what Vincent D'Onofrio said is he's enlightened. Like he is now realizes what his real purpose is and how he can get to power. And as a result, he, this is sort of like inching itself closer and closer to the devil's reign storyline that was released and released in the comic books. Um, It is a, it is a weird, it's comics. So it's going to be a little bit weird, but I wanted to talk a little bit about kind of like what to expect there, because there's rumors that this is, the street level scenario, right? Like this is going to be the street level scenario that we get. um, And this is sort of what maybe might even bridge between daredevil and Spider-Man. So there's a lot of things going on here. So devil's reign is a storyline that 
kind of sets Wilson Fisk on a collision course with the superheroes of New York. Essentially, Wilson Fisk uh, emerges as the mayor and gets elected as the mayor of New York City. The whole New York, not just not just Hell's Kitchen, but all of New York. And one of the first things that he does in his new power is he makes superheroes and vigilantism illegal. He says, if you are a vigilante, this is entirely illegal. Uh, and in order to make sure that you superheroes don't go and keep doing it, I've employed this lovely group of Thunderbolts to uh, be my police force to help me and help me like basically keep you all like in line. That's yeah, disgusting. And on top of that, he also employs Dr. Octavius to sort of like create these robot sentries that sort of like fly around the city and look out for people who are breaking like who are basically breaking the law. So he's like, we don't need you vigilantes. I have all of these robots that are at my beck and call that are now going to allow me to like enforce everything. Well, so no surprise here. The superheroes of New York have a problem with this. Um, specifically, um, Matt Murdock, uh, because he's like, we're taking, we're making the worst person possible and putting him in power. And so he sort of collects all the other superheroes together and sort of bands them together to fight, uh, Wilson and sort of where things are at. There are some other weird elements here that are going on. Um, are you both of you having a stroke? Because like Brian is like listening for like things that are going on, and I see Marcus I, doing the exact I, same thing. I heard a key. No, I yeah, I, I'm I. There's a child upstairs that's having a tough time. So that, <laughs> I, think, that's I really... think it's my. I, I think it was like either through Brian's thing I picked yeah, up, or I'm my neighbor sure was, or it's I like actually... my neighbor's daughter. But I also think it's my neighbor's daughter. Oh, it's you're also fine. both like, of you are fine. Both. So of I knew fine. I could see Brian hearing what I heard. We're not even on the screen, so you're, you're not. And the both us. of you just had a moment, and we needed to talk about it. No, and I, Marcus and I are not being visited by a poltergeist at the same no, time. The both of you are. Both of your screens are being collectively haunted by a little girl from 1886. Like, oh, no, and you're like, God. is that a child? Like, like, no, I. Oh, just, just took me out of it, huh? I just, <laughs> I accidentally removed the dog all together. No, I, I, I heard everything. I just like. It was you oh. just you know the different cries of your kid and you're like mm, yes. it's not the regular one that's, that's, that's not the regular, regular one, one. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I was yeah. just making yeah. sure and then it stopped. I'm saying yeah like I got kids I ain't got no damn kids. Nah, you've been around enough. We've been around you're, enough. No, I, I I mean the robot sentries. You know it always thanks for, comes thanks back for to pivoting robot. us right back into that, yeah, yeah, Brian. Yeah. Um, anyway, it always comes so back you, to robot birds. It really does. Anyway, so there are some weird stuff here. Like there's some really weird elements in here because it's hashtag comics. The first is. Wilson is trying to establish New York as the like, look at how safe New York is now that I've outlawed, outlawed vigilantes. Excellent. Ooh, now I'm going to run for president and I'm going to take this national like and it's oh, going to be so that. much better when I become president. So it's, it's this ambition to do that. OK. And it's sort okay. of leading up to this moment where it sort of then gets to this point where he's real being reelected for mayor and he's worried that he's going to get, he's going to lose his reelection. Oh, so he kidnaps purple man, of course, and uses the gemstone in his cane as a way to 
influence like the general population into voting for him. Because at this point in time, and it's like around issue three or four and where things get a little hazy for me because there's a lot going on. Um, this is where he where because Luke Cage is the oh, one running yeah. one is the one running against him. Mm. And oh, so amazing. the climactic moment is Black how do they Man. find Purple Man so he can undo what Wilson is using him for? Yeah. And then also have him lose his reelection campaign and then how can matt and the other superheroes expose what he was doing to people um yeah. and sort of tear down this oppressive system it was a six issue run um okay. that was really really good they also did a couple of variant spinoffs specifically around u.s agent because u.s agent was one of the folks that was working for Wilson Fisk as of his enforcer was. Yep. He's an asshole. Yeah, basically. And so, um, so yeah, the so January sixer. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know where he was. Absolutely. I, I will say this. He does uh -oh. have a redeeming moment in the comic book where he's kind of going like, This isn't exactly what I signed up for. Like it, you know, there is, you know what I mean? There's a moment now you're not wrong. I mean, we all know what's in his basement, <laughs> right? But like, oh, yeah. um, but for the most, I did. What's in his basement? Uh, I mean, what's in the box? All, all of his, I mean, he was his big, like, uh, yak headdress that he wore on January, on January 6th is in his basement. <laughs> um, so anyway, so that's, that's kind of where, anyway, that's a good summary of yeah. that particular yeah. storyline. That no, that's why. good. Questions sure. or thoughts on that, gentlemen, while Man, I he's... pull out a couple of copies of the uh, of the actual comic itself? So the main the main story is only six issues. Correct. Oh, okay. I could get into that because I could I could do that. I, I can knock that out in an afternoon. Um, you know, do you think that that's something that they could easily adapt going into Spider Man and going into Daredevil? Because now yeah. it's, it's rumored that Daredevil is no longer eighteen episodes. They're kind of going thirteen as like the Netflix yeah. series. They've adjusted this series a lot. Um, you know, do you think that they can cover that in that short amount of time? I guess is the question. Can they do it well? I mean, I feel like they could do it. I feel like they could do it as a Daredevil story. Um, I don't know if they could do it well in TV, to be completely honest, because I do feel like once you sit with the premise, you're kind of like, okay, well, I'm ready for the election. Like, because you know, there would be like three to four episodes at least dragging out some weird campaign stuff. I honestly feel like it could work really well as like a Spider-Man movie. Mm -hmm. um, like I could see this working really well as like the first uh, Tom Holland movie back. Like you could lower the stakes a little bit. And, you know, he's been fighting purple aliens. He's been fighting time variant goblins. You know, you could lower it back down to like, hey, this bad guy wants to be mayor. What are we going to do about it? Mm -hmm. I feel yeah. like that would be a good entry point. More like friendly neighborhood Spider-Man type shit. Yeah, for and sure. There's a, and there's a lot of other stuff in there too. Like there's a whole thing with Otto Octavius is trying to like separate his personalities into Excellent. like cloned versions of Wolverine and the Hulk. And, and so there's this <laughs> whole like, because again, <laughs> because, it, because, it, because essentially what he said, what, what, 
what Octavia says is like, well, Mil Wilson's giving us all his money. It's really easy to give him what he wants. So I'm just going to take his money to fund this other project, which is to make me really strong. Like that, that's the wow. whole motivation yeah, for that piece of it. So, um, so issue number one, they did a really kind of cool, like, like, uh, they did a really kind of cool Ooh, piece yeah. with it where, um, they kind of had this same like kind of symbol at the top and then they did it. Yeah. They kind of alternated between black and white. So I really like that one. Um, my top two from this particular run is I really liked the black history month variant cover for that. Cause it was just Ooh. such a, it was such Ooh. a, Ooh. I really black liked, night. I really Ooh. liked that. Like I really liked this one. Um, just that is I a good Luke Cage portrait that's why i enjoyed that it so much it was just such a good president like wow. well yeah and then this one's my fa this one is like my favorite mm. oh wow the american good. flag is bleeding like this yeah, is like my that. favorite yes. um yes. brian will particularly Hello. like these particular these ones because there's two will um these are the um these are the villains for hire um okay good. was the like good. And the first one is this one, which I actually really enjoy. So it's U.S. agent saying, I want you for the Thunderbolts, which Golly, I really like. I love right, to hate that. Yes. They come yes. right back after it. And this is number, th <laughs> this is issue three. Uh, U.S. And, agent getting punched uh, in the face. So, oh my God, um, yes. Yes, so all in all, like, true. I really enjoyed, um, I really enjoyed reading this. It was a lot of fun. Check it out. I'm pretty sure you can get it as a collected edition now. Um, I'll yeah. see if I can find it. We'll post a link in the show notes. Um, but yeah, that's that. And I agree with you guys. I think I think a Spider-Man run makes a lot of sense. Yeah. A TV show would be really tough because you'd have to all of that politics stuff would be a great way to lose your audience quickly. Look, I would be into it because I love West oh, Wing. Yeah. And if you're telling me it's like Wilson Fisk West Wing, you got me. I'm sign in. Me, sign me up. But I feel like for an MCU audience, that would some folks would be very vocal about yeah. how they don't like it. Yes. The attention span would be too short, and it's not enough cameos and surprise unless you got like Scorpion walking through in a suit in the middle of like the mayor's office yeah, or some shit. You much. know what I mean? Like something exaggerated. I mean, you you could you know you, it could just be Wilson Fisk in the office, and they just they bring in like each one of Spider Man's rogues. It's like, well, here's Hydro Man. He's here to sell you on how to save on water. Um, <laughs> Or, you know, or I mean, you, you could do if they weren't already doing a Thunderbolts movie, you could do like an interview process where he's like, I'm going to interview like yeah. you folks for my security force. And you could do cameos of U.S. agent and you could even get someone to play like Rhino. You could get someone to play Electro. Like there are things that you could do to bring these folks in uh, to sort of lay that groundwork. But it would be a lot like it would be a no. lot to cover in a short time. Now, the more that we talk about this, that is how you would do an MCU West Wing. You, yes, you, this is absolutely each week. You would have to have a cameo to keep some people's attention. Like you would have close. to, That's which close. I mean, a little bit. Oh, my gosh, you're right. It was mm -hmm. it, there was some type oh of gosh, cameo right. or a mention either through dialogue or visual appearance. And even with that, people were. You're uh, absolutely like, right. They already mm -hmm. did it. Yeah, they, they did. You're a lawyer. Right. I mean, yeah, that's, that's what She-Hulk was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's as close to what I think Brian is saying that it could yep. be. I think that's as close as they would have gotten, and they struggled with that. Yeah, yeah, it just because doesn't... of misogyny, but like, 
Well, there's that. You but know, like, I mean, do you? The, I, I mean, oh, go ahead. I have a, I have a, I guess I got a couple questions. One, do you think they can still go the Devil Reigns route fully because they've already done Civil War and they've already kind of done what Devil Reign seems to lead into, right? Which is Civil War? Is is that? Is no, that Devil's Reign is post Civil War. So oh, Devil's Reign is War. they've they've already okay. And again, there were there was probably a big comic book event. I mean, technically, it's even post Civil War too. So like, oh, there's wow, probably okay. there is probably a whole event in there that explains why nobody's mad at each other. Okay, anymore. got it. Yeah, okay. because again, it. hashtag comics. People yeah. who have died have come back to life. There's a whole thing like there's a new Spider Man. Ben part like uh Ben Riley Peter, Ben Riley is the Spider-Man in this alongside what? Miles Morales. So again, there's a lot there's oh, a lot okay. here. I have to read it now. Yeah, there's, like that. yeah, there's yeah. a lot going on with this one. And I don't know why I picked this one. I think this might have been like one of those where I picked it up and I went, Oh, that looks so cool. And I read the first one and just was like, Well, now I need to know what happens. Yeah, um I had a I had a an obsessive kick with like issues where it was like if I read two of them it's like well now I have to yeah I was such a completionist with like the way I did comic books that it was hard no um, I get it so yeah and that's actually why I stopped I've taken a big break from buying them was that it was like well I can't find the two I need so I'm not gonna buy any at all and I just like quit on it so I bought like that too just not, no, it's not hard. Really yeah but, um <clears throat> my second question is this. Can will Kingpin? Okay, first I want to shout out Echo because mm-hmm. Echo yes. <clears throat> not only did really well when it came to streaming. Don't have exact mm-hmm. numbers right here, but it did really well when it came to streaming. But Echo also boosted the old Netflix Daredevil, um, Defenders. It was Luke. No, no, no. What was before? Uh, Hawkeye. So it yeah. went and everything that you needed for Echo, the shows that pertain to it it went and boosted the other shows as well. And I think that that's what you call a successful TV show. That's how you get somebody hooked to want to watch the old shit that came before it to want to catch up and know more about a storyline, especially if they're prepping for daredevil. So I want to give echo that shout out too. really, really liking what I've watched so far. I'm taking my time with that one. My last question. Oh, sorry. All I was going to say is that like, I think and we can talk more about echo after this, maybe a little bit, but like, Usually when you release all episodes at once, that's a sign they're like not super confident in it, but it it's been the top thing for them in January, yep. which I th- is just an incredible hurdle for that show to hit. That's yep. that's all I want to say. No, I, I absolutely agree. And I'm excited that they'll do it with Daredevil 2. Apparently it's like all all the episodes at once, I guess. <clears throat> Maybe. I think that was the plan. But okay. as big of a villain for Peter and spider-man as it was in the 90s tv show like do you think Mm -hmm. that we can get to that level or is the mcu at a point where kingpin is really a daredevil's villain and that's what they people want to see only like do you think that that is a good that tom holland spider-man can rival vincent how do you pronounce his last name d'onofrio d'onofrio thank you vincent d'onofrio's kingpin oh i I think it's a perfect Uh. fit I, I think it's actually okay. I think it's a, I also think it's a good fit because I think I think it could play into I think it could play into that like the last time we saw like um, Tom Holland Spider-Man he was dealing with supernatural villains from other dimensions that he had to sort of put back in a box right, right. right. and I think one of the things is I think that 
what it set Peter up to be was someone who was willing to say, you know, being this superhero carries a certain level of responsibility and there's a certain level of like, uh, I mean, that was the big line, right? From Aunt May was with great, the, the great power, great responsibility oh, yeah. line. Yep. So I think there could be something to be said of if you were going to do it, you could say that, you know, the, the, the overall plot is uh, Kingpin is uh, running his campaign to be mayor of New York. He cites the incident at the Statue of Liberty with Spider-Man as the oh, yeah. basis for his reason for saying someone needs to do more to get these folks under control. And in a different way than what Civil War established, Civil War was playing into Tony's guilt like that. That was Civil, yes. Civil War was Tony yes. feels guilty. So let's capitalize on that. Mm -hmm. um, yep. This is different. This is. No, no, you all using someone who's very charismatic to say you all need to be worried. Trust me to fix it by outlawing it. Um, yeah. And then that's where, you know, Matt Murdock could, you know, find Spider-Man not knowing that he's Peter Parker and say, Spider-Man, this is a problem. Like, he's right. a really bad guy. You need to trust me. Like, we need to take this person down. There's mm -hmm. something else going on. And yeah. that's how you could, you know, unwind. It'd be, from there. It'd be an easy entry point. The beauty yeah. of Kingpin is he's sort of everybody's villain at some point in right. time. Like right. he's he's sort right. of everybody's problem at at some point in time. Um, when I read the, um, when I read the old man Logan story, oh yeah, Kingpin was, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, what was that? Yeah, Kingpin was one of those folks who was like, they were. There's a lot going on in this storyline, you guys. So yeah, there's, there's like, a lot. um. Kingpin was living in a New York that was under the shroud of um, no, that was the secret empire storyline. Sorry. The secret empire storyline. They put New York, they essentially put New York in like a void and cut it off from all its resources. And Kingpin still rose to power and found a way to mm -hmm. like use the resources against everybody. That was the secret empire storyline. Mm. So yeah. yeah, he always finds a way to put himself at the center of the action. I mean, basically, an old man Logan. He just makes himself a king. Yes, essentially. Yes, that's right. And that's right. He and he wins when, like, I mean, it, there's some bonker stuff that happened. I think there's like there's an aside that like he killed Magneto. There's yes. an aside that he fed like Daredevil to dinosaurs. Like it, it's it's there's a so lot out there. Old man Logan is fun, but it's a lot. Like it's it, a lot. It it feels like a Jim Lee fever dream through <laughs> the eyes of a thirteen year old is it's a good what way it really to put feels it. like. That's a really it's good just, way to put it. Ooh, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, the last point, the last comic book point I wanted to make, um, before we go and move on to self reliance, is I had this thought. I was listening to the episode from last week, um, okay. and I wanted to follow up on a point good that show. I think is good worth show. mentioning. Um, so go back and listen to last week's episode because we talk a little bit about the whole um, House of X, Powers of X storyline and why oh, it yeah. wouldn't work as an MCU edition. Oh, I think the other part of the reason why it wouldn't work is Disney in particular and a lot of superhero movies, to be honest, really like to find this line of those guys are good. These guys yes, are bad. A hundred percent. There's no in between. Yep. And the problem is, is they've spent all this time, energy and effort making both the government and 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 shield kind of on the good guy's side of things. And they would have to undo all of that because a key piece that I left out when I was talking about it last week was 
The main reason why the Sentinel program is like being supercharged is because Hammer Industries, Shield, the FBI, yeah. the CIA, and AIM all are like, oh, the mutants have their own island. Well, we obviously have to kill them all now, right? Like, because they're gonna be a problem and they're gonna replace. Yep. Us. Jesus and Christ. So, and so yep. they would never, as they are making movies today they wouldn't be able to handle that duality. Like they wouldn't be able to say like this government agency is both good and bad because when we saw it before, it was easy to say like, well, that wasn't shield. Those were Hydra agents. Right. It, it would be really easy to undo it. So that was just a thought I had that I wanted to follow up. No, Marvel has never done well with nuance and no. they do. And, and we have talked <laughs> about this in our phase four roundup spectacular. If you want to go to that episode, Whoa. but there's like, Five plus projects in phase four alone, how the MCU is in unintentionally or intentionally basically putting all of their MCU heroes up in opposition to governments. Yes. So I feel like they could do something really cool and really funny. They absolutely could. And just go for it and just add a little bit of nuance in there and just be like, yeah, you know what? Sometimes you got to work outside the system. Okay, watch Spider-Man web this guy. Like, I just, I feel like, just just go with it. Like, just just do it, Disney. That's where how this is wild, all going. How fucking wild would it be if the way that Disney wins all of these, like, libertarians back is like, <laughs> fuck, man, you're right. G Daredevil is the ultimate extension of a small government. Like, he doesn't want him in their business either, bro. And it's just like, ooh, 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 not the message I wanted you to take. Yeah, I don't like any of that. that <laughs> I, don't, I don't like any of that. For every Spider-Man person, you're gonna get a Punisher that's, person. That, like, that's, it's not gonna, it's not gonna be a one-to-one -one thing. That's chaotic. Accurate. Yep. But, yep. Anyway, uh, I've I have rambled too long about no, comic good, books though. so uh gentlemen let us pivot on over to the movie of the week self-reliance marcus it. care to give us that barbershop summary for this movie self-reliance yeah i guess so um so for self-reliance you have a middle-aged man maybe middle-aged he's heartbroken i know he's heartbroken for sure yeah you have this heartbroken man he's not really living life to his fullest potential then boom randomly Andy Samberg pulls up in a limousine, right? Andy Samberg, he's like, oh, fuck, it's Andy Samberg. And Andy Samberg is like, hell yeah, man, get the fuck in. Um, so he hops in the car. Andy Samberg is like asking him these questions of like, hey, do you want to compete in this TV show for a million dollars, which is low money, by the way. Yeah, I, I agree. That was enough money at all. And he just jumped at that shit. But that's a, I digress. So he, yeah. he he tells dude, he's like, he tells Andy Samberg, oh, man, fuck yeah, I love Andy Samberg. Yeah, I want to compete in this game. And Andy Samberg's like, you really sure you want to do this shit? He's like, yeah, because my life hasn't really gone anywhere. It's not really special. I need something. This is the most excitement I've had in, in a long time. And so this guy's been struggling with a breakup, struggling with stuff with his dad, struggling with a lot of variety of different things, too, um, just really trying to get over that stuff. So and they take him to this um secret warehouse secret location he meets these two guys and they they have this tv show where he's going they're going to film him and record him and they tell him listen you're going to give you 30 days in 30 days if you live and you survive in 30 days you will get a million dollars basically all you got to do is just survive he says oh man this thing's intense and then they tell him there's one rule if you're ever alone we can kill you but if you're paired with somebody or somebody's in the in the vicinity we, they're not the target they cannot 
the right. killers cannot touch you unless you are by yourself. That's the only rule. So he says, oh, all I got to do is be paired up with somebody. That's a fact. Okay, cool. So they go. He goes and competes. He um, finds this homeless man named Walter who he called James. I think he called him James. Mm-hmm. Um, it's James. Yeah. Call him yeah, James. He calls him James. Um, found this homeless man to walk around with him. Um, and, and there's ninjas in here that are following him and chasing him. He gets to meet his dad, who was played by the iconic. Um, uh, yeah. uh, 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 oh, my God. Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. I was thinking Siegfried and Roy. I don't know why. You're but... close. Siegfried and Roy, Christopher Lloyd. Christopher I get Lloyd. It. Yeah, that's you see the vision. Um, so you see him, Wayne Brady's in this too, as well. So basically, this guy just goes, he finds he he, he accidentally falls in love along the way because he has to become um reliant on these people around him to constantly be around him. So when he's yeah. alone, he freaks the fuck out. But in the process, he ends up like figuring a bunch of shit out and closing. Um, some some open wounds and shit like that along the way. So that's kind of what the movie was about. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Good good synopsis. Well done. Well, good barbershop summary. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Um, let's run down the cast, shall we? So this movie was written and directed and stars Jake Johnson from New Girl of Fame and also uh, as Spider Man uh, of Fame um, yeah. as the lead Tommy. Um. Andy, Andy Samberg plays himself. Um, Mary Holland plays his sister, Amy. Emily Hampshire plays his sister, Mary. Daryl Johnson, who's a comedian, who I thought like was hilarious, uh, yeah, he was did, play, played Malcolm. Uh, Biff Whiff plays James. You'll notice him if you're a big fan of I Think You Should Leave. Yeah, absolutely recognize him 100%. Um, Anna Kendrick is in this. She plays Maddie. Um... Uh, those are sort of the big ones that got a lot of the time. Um, and uh, Boban Marianovic, uh, he's a basketball player for the Dallas, for the Houston Rockets. Uh, he's in this. He plays one of the hitmen at one point in time. Oh, um, I didn't realize that. I did not either him? until I looked wow. at it. And I okay. was looking at his, the IMDb and I was like, oh, why is that man so wearing, funny. why is that man wearing a 76ers jersey? And so I Googled oh, him quick and I was oh. like, well, that's because he played for a bunch of teams in Serbia. And then he played for the Spurs, the Pistons, the Clippers, the 76ers, the Mavericks. And now he plays for the Rockets. Wow. There you go. There you go. Fun stuff all around. Um, this is a Hulu movie. Um, it is a, it was a Hulu neon entertainment joint, which means it did not have a, uh, box office. So we don't have that to report. So gentlemen, Brian in particular, what did you think of (laughs) self-reliance? Well, I, I enjoyed it as a whole. I, I'm a big fan of Jake Johnson Mm -hmm. right out of the gate. Uh, and I'm also a big fan of high concept type movies mm. that 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 kind of set some really interesting uh, interactions up. And the idea of that, the basically, it's kind of a riff off of the Running Man, right off of Stephen yeah. King's Running Man. But essentially, if you can live for 30 days and you get a million dollars. That sounds like a good deal. Also, you got to put a zero, like ten million, to get my yeah, attention. Yeah, like a million. Yeah, I got to pay taxes on this. I don't know about that, but uh, you know, I just really like the concept. Really love how Jake Johnson's character has to interact with all this stuff and really confront the idea of like, oh, I I have nobody to call on and I have to go meet new people, and it's kind of framed in this parallel track of like. 
yes, it's terrifying to meet new people or be around mm -hmm. people, but it's also terrifying that someone could kill you at any time if you're not mm -hmm. around a person. Um, so like the first half of the movie is him just like pining after people, and yeah. like it's and you it, it kind of raises the question of like, is this a movie about like, are you afraid of getting killed or like, are, are you afraid of being alone? And I like that idea. I like playing with both of those concepts at the same time. So, um, so yeah, that those like right out of the gate, that's what I really enjoyed about this. Awesome, Marcus. Uh, I think that <laughs> uh, it's okay if you yeah, didn't like just, it. Yeah, fucking yeah, lay it on us. One, I I like that Andy Samberg is in this. A big fan, big Lonely Island, big Lonely Island guy. I love the Lonely Island production tag at the yeah. beginning of this too. I thought that was dope. I love the type of sense of humor this is about, um, as well. Um, I also love the high contact premise of the film too as well. I'll be honest with y'all, I could have yeah. barely. I'm surprised I gave y'all that synopsis because this shit lost my attention so many times. <laughs> Oh my god! Did it really? But it's that—that that was like someone who went to the dentist yeah. and who said, "Well, at least I got my fillings filled, right? You know, like at least <laughs> well, you know what, and, and you know what, standard. and they used the polish I like. So here we are. No, like, it's like, it's <laughs> I like, I like Jack Johnson, Jack, Jake, Jake. Jake. Jake Johnson. I like Jake I like Johnson. Jack Johnson too. Uh, sitting here waiting wishing is one of my favorites. But Jake banana, Johnson. Banana, banana pancakes. Banana pancakes is also banana pancakes. Um see I know white people music. Um and so I actually used to listen to that by myself willingly well before. That was just a Excellent. terrible joke. Um, I bought race into that for no reason. Republicans complain about me. Why do you make everything about race? I'm the no, 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 no. It's necessary. No, 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 I'm the person no, no. Especially about. with him. He's very white. <laughs> um, no. So it's not that the movie was terrible. It just it it couldn't grasp my attention all the way. Yeah, and I think I have some I have some things about this that would have made this better. But as I watched yeah. it, I was like, well, why didn't they do this longer? Sure. Or why wasn't this person in the movie as much as I thought they would be? Everything just yeah. kind of felt halfway. And if if that was the intention of the film I was agree. for it to be like quick interactions because he's supposed to like interact with these people like they're strangers and so are we okay yeah. cool then i need to go back and reevaluate the film i don't think i could connect with this fully i think the premise is good would i watch it again yeah i think i would watch it again and, oh, or wow. recommend it to somebody right because I, I think the premise is there and it's my type of comedy there's a lot of shit that was like ellen degeneres beating the shit out of him <laughs> in the, like yeah <laughs> was, right I, I enjoyed that it feels like Lonely Island type shit, right? You yeah. have the six, seven foot basketball player in a Michael Jackson thriller jacket, like how him going back to thank the guy. He was like, hey, man, I also love Michael Jackson growing up. And it's a little weird that you knew that much information, but Mike was the greatest. And the guy turns around and he's like, thanks, man. Like that meant the world. To yeah. Him. Like that kind of comedy is my shit. Yeah. I think that there were some pieces missing in this. And I think I'll, I'll just say I'll leave it there for now and, and let okay. me take it away. Yeah. So I would say that overall, I think I do appreciate the high concept. Like I appreciate what you were trying to do. I say high um, content, which is hilarious. Which is fine. I just um, let it go. I like yeah, it. Yep. I also <laughs> like it. So it's thank, fine. You. Um, thank you. I appreciate, I like Jake Johnson too. I think he is yeah. style of comedy again is kind of very much my shit. Um, right. I really definitely, like. Definitely always sunny type of yeah. this mm -hmm. this is this is very dark mm -hmm. this is dark humor which yeah. i think is oh, very yeah. funny that that scene where 
Tommy and Malcolm are arguing in the toilet. He's like, why'd you leave me? He's like, I had to take a shit like that. That (laughs) exchange I thought was very funny. I thought the exchange between Tommy and Malcolm on the couch where he's like, well, man, we can watch this movie, but I'm not really into it. So I'm just ready for bed whenever you are that, that to Mm -hmm. me was very, very funny. Um, and I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I think where this movie started to lose me is, Right when they introduced the concept, right when they they had a meeting with um, the guy in the bar and the guy said, like, oh, you don't get it. This is a comedy. Um, And the delusions of grandeur thing started like setting in because I was like, that's when he really started to get kind of weird with it. That is Mm -hmm. also when Anna Kendrick was just like, "Ooh, I have another project I have to go work on. Write me out of this." And, did, like, and it, that's exactly gone. like not, <laughs> you never see her again. Exactly. Like she's not in this at all. And yeah. so it was a little weird for me to be like, "Hold on, he really likes her." We just got done watching what I thought was like two weeks of them right. having a really good time right. in the hotel room and getting along really, really well. Basically, being a couple living together. Yeah. And she just dips. And again, I had to remind herself she she did say once I learn someone's stuff, I tend to dip out like I just yep. run, which I rem- she laid that foundation. But I needed some closure from yeah. that of like, is yeah. it was she in on it? Was she not in and on it? Like, I just needed some closure from that overall. And I just was kind of like, what are we what are we doing here? And so once it started to be. <laughs> He started to be a little bit more paranoid. And once Anna Kendrick came out, I kind of fell right. into where Marcus was at, where I was like the second, the last third of this was a little forgettable. Like it was just kind of one of those moments where I was like, I mean, okay, but the first, and they did such a good job in the first two thirds where they were right. laying the foundation and there were enough comedic moments. Um, again, that exchange between the, uh, the janitor Anna Kendrick and Jake Johnson, where they're arguing about who's Super Mario and who isn't. Yeah. Oh my God. That's very funny that to funny. me. That was my. Oh, that's but that was one of the last moments that I went like, "Oh, cool!" And then after that, it just kind of went like, like after that. <laughs> Anna Kendrick very well may have indeed needed to go make another Trolls movie. You're I right, bet well, she man. did. Yeah, Brian, what, what are your? I know how we typically do this, but Brian, I want to get your immediate feedback on what Doug and I's perspective of this. I, is. So you feel betrayed. I do not feel betrayed at all. <laughs> Look, I do. Look, so when I harder. saw this preview, I was like, Dial it up. this is a weird movie. Mm. And I want to bring it to the podcast because like, I don't know if it's everybody's weird energy. Um, and I think this is Jake Johnson's first it like, is. movie he's written. Um, and directed. And, and directed, right? Mm, and yep. you can, and, and in the nicest way possible, you can tell. Yeah. Yep, but it's a lot better than I feel like a lot of debut director That's and true. writers. That's I also um, true. like th- this is a solid. This is a solid movie. Like I don't, I don't think it's like so bad. It's good. I do think it is. It is good. Um, in response to what you all were saying, I do feel like there's a lot of steam in the first and second act, mm-hmm. and it's really chugging along. And once you hit that chemistry with Anna Kendrick. Poof. If if my script has her getting kicked out in the third act, I would rewrite it. Yeah, I, I, I would. also would have rewritten it. Yeah, I would rewrite it because the chemistry between them was so good, and the the way the movie ended. Um, I mean, we've already said we have a spoiler alert here, but spoiler alert. Um, and the way that they ended it was a little unsatisfying for me because basically 
you have Jake Johnson's character just running for his life. And then he's like throwing a Hail Mary basically to end the game, right? Of like, hey, I worked out all my stuff. I win. And it's like, you did, but like, that wasn't really satisfying. It was almost like you were just trying to rush through mm-hmm. this very important developmental part about him working through his stuff. And like, I mean, there's this whole thing about him doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. And it's kind of yeah. just like, Meh. um to get to the point where he's he's won um that part i feel like could have just been developed a little bit more maybe with a conversation maybe yeah. with a voiceover with him walking on the river I, I i don't know um but that part i just wanted more of it which is a good problem to have in your movie for me like mm. so that that's kind of where i was at i definitely get it because once you get to the last third of the movie, it's just like, it's just Jake Johnson. And just, he's got to carry it across the line when he set up this wonderful collection of, you know, supporting characters. Yeah. I just don't I think know it, what go the, ahead, go ahead, Marcus. I, I just don't know what the stakes are, you know, because I guess what threw me for a loop is, and, and to Brian's point, they do have this scene when they do the intervention, when they're trying to have an intervention for him, where he, through dialogue, expresses all of the things that he's accomplished. Right. Yeah. And we talk through these things. Hey, I met so-and-so and we talk through these things. I closed this yep. circle in the book. They talk about it. They say it out loud as he's also addressing a ninja through the window. Oh, yeah. But for me at the ending, it does feel anticlimactic. And I think a large portion of that is that he just takes the million dollars. I felt like that wasn't the goal of the, of the movie. Right. He was adamant right. about taking the million dollars, but, what about the lesson that he it didn't I didn't feel like he had that aha epiphany moment as opposed to being like a million dollars isn't worth insert whatever I've been struggling with here. Sure. I mean, the only way in which I could tell that he was a I mean, in, in terms of like the character arc, the only way in which I knew that he was a d- different character was that he was really close with uh, he was really close with James. Walter like yeah. he was very close with him right. at the end otherwise he didn't really go into this whole whole ordeal and come out of it too awfully too like awfully different at least at least yeah. to me it was hard to see the character development in him especially because of the stuff with his ex-girlfriend in there right um because they definitely drew this like I felt like it was an like an illusion or it was sort of a callback to he's knocking on his ex-girlfriend's door and then he yep. does it again with Anna Kendrick at the end. And I was like, Oh, so he's just, he hasn't learned anything. Like, it's just, he's doing it a little bit sooner. And maybe I took it the wrong way or I took that a different way. I took it a a different way that that's interesting that you said that. I I took it as like a new beginning. Like Mm -hmm. he, Oh, I took it as like, he had done the same thing over and over again. And then here's Anna Kendrick's door. And he's like, okay, like it's a new beginning. Like I'm going to try again. That's, That's how point. I maybe took I, it. Maybe I need to rewatch that. Especially when he like walks away from knocking on the door and then goes back. Like I That's think that true. that was kind of like a sign of he could have gone to what he usually does, which is run away from a situation. But instead, he just knocked on the door. Well, and that's a good point because they do make this point that his ex-girlfriend makes this point, this comment, like, I've seen you out here a couple of right. times. He's like, yeah, I've been here before. And so but he's never knocked on the door. Mm-hmm. So right. maybe that you guys, that's a very good call out. And I'm glad we could unpack that because that's a very, very good point. I do um, want to give ahead. you credit, though, Doug, is like they frame it the same way. 
So mm-hmm. like if you wanted to maybe make identically. a point, yeah, you could you, your cinematographer could set up a different shot for you mm-hmm. or something like that, where it's like, yeah, it's the same, but we're approaching it differently. Type right. Yeah. It would also help if your if your love interest was physically in the shot. Um, I, I, and there's there's something strange about ending because when it ended, I said, oh, that's it. Like, like because you just knock on this door there's a smile on his face and it's like did she really did she not get the full contracts did she have to leave to go do something else because like why isn't that she couldn't open the door and i honestly don't think the original script called for it is my guess that's just so I, and i would have added something in at least a callback where she opens the door and the last line of dialogue is high like and then end credits like that right. that to me Easy. would have been so much more like powerful in terms of like oh no this is a different moment like yeah so because they um, gave him and walter tim and walter felt like they had more of a connection then you know the montage that they had together with Anna Kendrick, I think, was really good. And when they're sitting in the mm-hmm. bed together, even when she runs, she runs away from him. Right? She says, "I thought this was a joke. I thought it was a game. Basically. I didn't think it was serious." At the end, when before taking a million dollars, I would have thought that she would have popped up and was like, "Oh, I didn't believe you, but I'm glad that you did it. I wanted to be here to finish." Or that the the, the TV show would have bought her because they love that love interest for right. him. Right. She just wasn't there. He just there was this weird exchange of the million dollars and the oh, yep. Mr. Cowboy Man, you almost got me as if he was supposed to be the big bad the whole time. Yeah. And I'm just lost. It's just not connecting. Things aren't connecting fully. And and I think there's two two things that I think would have made this a lot better. Like uh, the first is Jake either direct it and act in it or write it and act in it. Yeah. I probably would have gotten somebody else to direct it because I think what I've like what I like about Jake as an actor is everything Mm -hmm. he does. He does have this sort of like dry sense of humor. I mean, if you watch New Girl, like New Girl, he's hilarious in because those moments where he's incredulous to the system around him, he he lets it take it to that emotional level. And I feel like you guys, he's you're right. He was watering that down. And I feel like he was trying to like, well, what's the script say? Okay, what do I have to do as a director? Yeah. Okay, now I have to give that energy. I feel like he would have done better if he, someone would have been like, Jake, take it up a notch. Like yeah, right. he needed an outside person to be like, you need to take this up a notch a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, the other anecdote that I think would have been really helpful is there was this whole like strife with his mom and oh, uh, yeah. him about living at the house. I think it would have been really great to confirm Cause it did sort of this thing with like, it did sort of like this inception thing where it was like, well, yep. was, it in, was it in his head or wasn't it? Yup. And I kind of wanted there to be a, like, even if you did, you can still do that by being like, and here, mom, here's my key. And yeah. as he's like breaking everything down at the end of it, when he's saying like, well, they're going to give it to me in four, $4,000 installments. And that's Hilarious, how it's going to be. Yeah, that was funny. great. I also thought that was funny, but you could have established that like, and anyway, you know, mom, here's my key. Like, uh, and, and I'm out like I, I, any of that, because then these sisters are sitting here wondering like, well, is he like, does he really yeah. have a place? Is he going to go live with the homeless guy again? Like there's a lot of comedy that could have come out of that, that where you could have hinted at it at least a little bit, because in my mind, I was like, did he make it up or not? Like, is this real yeah. or no? So I, I'm a pushback a little bit there. That's fine. And that's only because I think that they executed that scene perfectly with Wayne Brady being in the yes. shot. That was incredible. Oh, and, and, 
and it, yeah, because it proved that like, he was like, oh, so dad. Because when they have the intervention, they say, oh, dad's best friends with Wayne Brady. Like, what the fuck? Right, right. Yeah, that about? was amazing. I That's think a that good point. that zoom out because I knew that Wayne Brady was there, right? So yeah. the zoom out was with him sitting right there, being right next to them. I think that that proved, oh, the whole thing was real. Yeah, for them because Wayne Brady's in their in their living room, right? And so I, I, but I think so. Maybe not there, but I needed something else. I like, would agree in there to, to confirm in his mm -hmm. head that it was there. So I have a fun fact to see if this changes how you all interpret this movie. All right. Okay. So according to, um, according to a uh, YouTube interview called "The Last Meal" that aired on 2020. Oh, I watched that the other day. Um, I love that series. Shout out to he, Mythical Kitchen. He started writing this script during the pandemic so this oh, script man. was conceived perchance when he was all alone in his house oh and so as you start to think about it here's where this kind of hit for me and i'm gonna see please don't let how i'm explaining it influence your opinion but the movie's all about being around other people, which at oh. the time we were all very, very eager to be around other people. Yeah. How doing the same thing every single day can put you into a rut and make you feel like you're just you're looking for any type of excitement, even if it is killing yourself. And right. there were times, especially early on in the pandemic, where we didn't understand this, where they were like, if you want to risk going to the grocery store oh, gosh, yeah, for stupid shit like that. Guys, we wiped our groceries down with Clorox wipes. People like, wipe their mail down. I wiped my yeah. mail down. Like it's so like where all of those really simple day to day activities were suddenly there was this air of danger to it all. Not to say and I'm right. not trying to really quickly. I'm not trying to say that it 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 wasn't there or it right. wasn't something to be concerned about. I am not trying to undercut how anybody felt during That's that like very tra traumatic time. But for for some folks it was like there was that air to it and yeah. then you add on top of this this whole like um this whole element of like um Oh, and I lost my thought with me trying to be make sure I was not offending anyone. Give me a minute. It'll come back to me. No, I think you jumped think, right out of my brain. Oh, of course. No, I think you bring up a great point, and I hadn't put that lens on it. The only lens I had put on it was the mental health one and how oh, it yep. could have very well just all been in his head, um, which is why I was really surprised they went the Wayne Brady route and just made sure to let the audience know it, it, it was all real. Yeah. Um, but I do feel like it's a really good analogy for mental health difficulties that some folks might feel, um, especially when they're like, yeah, I saw Andy Samberg in a limo and, he's, and I'm going to win a million dollars. And you're like, I, are you sure? Are you OK? Um, I thought I thought the uh, like the anxiety comparison was really great, like yes. to just being out and around other people. I thought that was a really great oh, point. And um, everybody's out. And I definitely. I had that. I identified with that right away where I was like, yep, this, yep, this, there are times where yep. you could certainly sound that way. I, I remember my, my other point really quickly. Excellent. It, there was this other element to it of you were like during the pandemic, in addition to feeling like we were um, trapped and doing things repetitively and over and yep. over again, there was this, this whole thing about delusions of grandeur, delusions of grandeur, the definition of is this idea that you are more important 
than you actually are. This belief fundamentally yeah. that things happen to you and that you are more important than you actually are. And there was an element of that, like playing where it was like, well, we all need to do your part. And even the little thing that you do, just that little tiny thing is the most important thing that you can do. Again, yeah. that was sort of like the national media messaging around it. Yeah. Um, and so I thought there were some interesting pieces, but that's that was my other point that I had. No, that 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 adding a pandemic lens to this makes so mm. much sense. That makes yes. so much sense. Yeah. I, I think you almost have to. Mm, yep. Yep. Take I think it. you almost have to say that in this, right? Like you almost, I think I would have preferred if he would have, if there's some type of words at the beginning or if there was something, I don't know that in the promo run, like more of, I wrote this during the pandemic, then I would have, I think I would have received this a little bit differently, but as somebody who maybe didn't, I watched last meals. I saw that because I, I liked the last meals concept and TV show, really good concept, by the way, if y'all haven't heard of it. Mm -hmm. um, but a bunch of celebrities go on to, that's the show that I tell y'all I watch every day. Good mythical morning. Mm -hmm. They have a spinoff YouTube channel called good mythical kitchen, which is their main chef that cooks like a lot of like the fun yep. stuff, weird stuff. They cook the last meals for celebrities and they talk about death. Like what, you know, like that kind of oh, stuff. Shit. Really oh, good wow. content. They've had like Gordon Ramsay on there. They've had um a lot of really, really dope people on there. Um, but I wow. think that when you if you give me that lens, I think it's better. Yeah. It still mm. doesn't sell me completely because that's not what I was missing from this movie. I just contradicted myself a little bit, but I had to process it while I was talking. No, no, no. I see what you're saying though. It's like yeah, you could have done you. and and I think it's it's very it's very sort of like, like nudge, nudge, wink, wink. I mean, yes. How long was it until he, how long had it been since his wife or his girlfriend left him and he had spoken yeah. to her? It'd been two years. How long has California been dealing with the pandemic? Uh, About two years, like in the full God. recovery and back to normal. So there you'd really, without knowing that, yeah, like you wow. would never have been able to tell. And it is a kind of like a nudge, nudge sort of wink, wink, like, you know, piece to it. Um, but I think the movie also stands by itself. Like I didn't, Agreed, I didn't need yeah. that in order for me to, at least for the first two thirds, the parts that I enjoyed, I didn't need to have that context. Now that I have that context, it changes sort of my perception for sure. But yeah, it's just the, the message is fine. I think that the plot is fine. You know, it's kind of Truman show ish a little bit. That's it what is very yeah, Truman show ish. Yeah. The only thing I'm the only thing I want for him in his next do I think he should absolutely stop directing shit? No, because no. It's, it's not nearly no, going. bad. Keep going. If anything, I say this if this is the template, then keep going. I think there's a lot of potential in him directing and acting. Mm -hmm. I do think that he should have picked one in this one, but it was just the movie was missing like just like 10% of something. Yes. yes. It, honestly, it just a 10% of his character coming to the realization of himself and also in the finale area, like it just kind of feels like he didn't since he, he wrote it. What it felt like to me was he didn't know how to end it. Yeah. And that's why yes. you said the Absolutely sumo how that felt. and the samurai. And then he's just shouting in an empty room. And it's just like, I, I get what you're going for here, but I feel like this would be more impactful if you're having this conversation with somebody if you're making this breakthrough in the moment with all these characters that, that you've introduced us to, 
And instead you're yelling, you're yelling at an empty room when, when you've spent the whole movie trying to figure out how to be with people. Yeah, um, I, agree. I agree. You know, and so I, just, I also would have added, I also would have added someone somewhere, someone somewhere like at the, I know he didn't go to the gym, but like someone somewhere, like a, like someone watching mm-hmm. the two web, like just someone somewhere, like a little, like, mm-hmm. you know, he's going to get coffee and maybe he's like looking over and someone's watching this show, like on oh, the dark web, great. like something in there to be like, it's that sense of like, to Marcus's point that like the stakes, like there are other people they are doing this to that he could have, if he had made different choices, stumbled upon and learned about, and it could have been a show he watched if he had really dove in it. So I just think that that's something. Right. No, no, I, I agree with you. I think, you know, I, I feel like Doug really wanted that. Oh, this shit was real. And, I did. I, and that is what the movie kind of left you hanging with. Like it, it was supposed to reveal that with all the characters coming around the corner and everything that we saw, I, by the way, I love the scene with the ninja when he was in bed by himself and he's like, Oh, you're a ninja. Where are the other ninjas? And he, the guy whispers something in his wrist and that then the other crazy. people just naturally pop out. I was like, yes, this is, this is yep. This is my kind of comedy of like, yes. look, mm-hmm. at, look at the ninjas. They don't look like your stereotypical, what you assume. Yep. To be ninjas. Yeah. That guy's white and in his forties and a fucking ninja. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. I wish that they would have, this is how you amplify it. I think the 10% more for me, maybe the AKA this week is 10% more, but like the 10% more for me would be you feed more on the Anna Kendrick and you bring her in more. Yep. Yeah. You go less pull back on Walter. Although Walter's I love the Walter friendship, but you, you did more of Walter and less of Anna. And I think you have to flip it. Right. Um, Yeah. And then the, the, one of the last things I think I would do is, you introduce more of those killer characters. Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah. Almost like a kill bill to a little bit while he's, his internet's acting up like almost like a kill bill to yeah. a certain extent of like, he meets those different, like those different killers along the way. There's a run in like he, I think those would be really great. Oh, well, yeah. And I thought that's where the movie was going because when they brought that Ellen looking assassin out, and she tried to convince him she was Ellen. I was like, oh, they're not only like watching him, they're mining his life to to like get the drop on him and yep. to like put him off base. And I was like, this is almost like exposure therapy of trying to confront your like deepest, darkest issues. And I thought that's the way it was going to go. Like what yeah. I was waiting for was someone that looks like Natalie Morales to approach him or oh, yeah. someone like his dad. Uh, to approach him and try to have it, but have it not be real and have them be the assassins and trying to use these things against him and having this to me, I was waiting for this analogy to be like, if you keep going back to the past, if you keep living yeah. in these spaces, they will kill you. Like you yeah. have to keep moving. Got to do something different. And that's not on Jake, by the way, Jake nope. wrote a, a good movie. That was where I thought it was going. And he went a different direction, which is totally cool. That was just where I thought it was going. Yeah, or making Kendrick the killer. Like I, I would have enjoyed like a killer yep. that fell in love with him. I thought it was definitely going to be, yep. I am the assassin. They hired me to be on the last day. Nobody has beaten this game because we are the, I'm the monkey wrench inside of the whole thing. Yep. 
I think you yep. could have added that. Oh, and then I fell in love with you. Like, all right, cool. Like, then that would have been. The... I mean, uh, or honestly... you could be happy they didn't do that because that's what I was waiting it's for. Tropy, they could right? they could have really... also like really leaned into the. They really could have leaned in and done like the rom com thing where they could have been oh, like, she's not the first Craigslist ad that he got. He got six other Craigslist ads, that's and there's funny. sequences of trying this out, almost like. It, like uh, a 40 year old virgin yeah. trying to spend time yeah. with other people. And there's like, there's an awkward dude who has a shitload of cats. There's a, yep. there's a woman who's really into the flute. Like there's yes. these different things that there's a really big, like fitness person that takes his even workouts, like to the extreme, mm -hmm. like you could have gone that route with it and had some comedic moments that are in there before he finally is sitting with Walter. It goes back to Walter. That stuff happens. And then he meets Anna Kendrick. And it's sort of like when you find the right one, it becomes easier. Well, cause he did yeah. say that he said that you were oh, the perfect yeah. person or something like that, that he said that I think that that's the, that's yeah. the 10% more. It just needed a little bit more. I'm not even gonna, like, at no. first it's being extra. The movie isn't terrible by any means. I think you should go watch it. I think it's a good premise behind it. And if you like that style of humor, yeah, like absolutely dive in. I just think it like, just needed a little bit of a push. I think it's great for Hulu too. Like, I think this yeah. is a perfect Hulu. I wouldn't necessarily go to a theater for this, but it's on a right. streamer. It's entertaining. It's a little bit different than maybe what I was usually watching mm -hmm. at the time. I think it works. It felt I, yeah. And I feel like if you liked Palm Springs, the movie with Andy Samberg, yep. you will like this movie. It's this idea of a high concept with like edgy comedy uh having an underlying theme you you will like this movie yeah yeah 100 percent um was palm springs also distributed by palm neon yeah i think it was and i think it was only I... hulu too it was only hulu i know that much yep i know it was only hulu uh roman myers yeah, said my... roman myers said my wi-fi has been a lot stronger this week than last must have added some patreon members <laughs> that's fucking hilarious yeah i think roman. that one was distributed by um neon as well so neon's kind of doing yeah. this thing where um it's sort of pushing stuff out it's got this partnership that seems to be going pretty well so but anyway Gentlemen, any final thoughts on the movie uh, Self Reliance? I did watch this on Disney Plus, by the way, through Disney there you Plus. Go. Really? The Hulu beta. So uh, they wow. have the Hulu on Disney Plus now. I watched it on there, but I, it had commercials. So, like, oh, it, it, was, it had like 15, 20 second commercials in there. Wasn't bad. It, they, they definitely upped it because the last time I tried to watch some shit on Hulu through Disney Plus, it kept crashing. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. But now, now it's back. So there you go. It, All right. Good movie. I think you should go watch it. I think you should give it a try. Maybe we wrong. Yeah. I, you know what usually happens with this? When I when I start feeling like a movie about this, I will like a couple weeks later, everybody will be like, "No, this was a sleeper movie. It was really yep. good." That's maybe, what happens maybe, to me too. People tell me how good they enjoyed it. Yeah, because like maybe they don't need as much stakes as I need it, and like they having a good time just watching this thing where he does get the million dollars, he gets his teeth knocked out, and everybody's just having a good fucking time. Like, yeah, yeah I'm with that too. Yeah, and let us know. Like seriously, like that's why we have social media. Like, like, like mention us in a comment 
tag us in a post that you're like, no, this was really good and films in black and white got it wrong. That is fine with us, especially if in all caps is like, y'all fucked up. Like, that's fine. Like, that's that's fine. I am not so insecure and fragile that I can't be told I'm being wrong. The the other thing about this is like, we don't get a whole lot of rated R comedies, which is the other reason I recommended this for us to watch because the only other one I can really think of right now is No Hard Feelings with Jennifer Lawrence that came yep. out in June. Um, yeah, obviously was, she's an Oscar little... award winner, and it's a little bit different. But like, I, like we don't get a whole lot of R-rated comedies anymore. Not usually. It's not, two, it's not the two thousands anymore. No, it is not. So, um, awesome. But yeah, check it out. Make up your minds for yourselves. Tell us what you think. Uh, tell us if we got it right. Tell us if we got it wrong. Uh, but gentlemen, that brings us to the end of our time uh what do y'all have to plug this week i am gonna plug one thing before my normal thing if you've made it this far i need to tell you that we're gonna have a special episode next week we are going to we are indeed bracket challenge all of the power ranger theme songs we are gonna have a ballot a ranked choice ballot for you to rank the power rangers theme songs we want to know what our community thinks we want you to know what we want we want to know what you think is what i'm trying to say i'm gonna put that all together we're gonna be sharing it on our socials we're going from all the way baby from mighty morphin to power rangers cosmic fury the whole the whole way the whole way baby no stops that we're gonna put a, a playlist together of all the songs i'm like a third of the way through it it's incredible if you listen to it all at the same time um, but look out for that. Get excited about that. Absolutely. Good and what's time. the other thing, Brian, you want to plug? I'm here to plug Color Me Confetti. It's an Etsy store, so go to Etsy, search Color Me Confetti to find my wife's shop, where she sells all types of party decorations that you can print at the ease of your home. Absolutely. I got a couple of birthdays, Brian, coming up, so I'll be uh, tapping into that for sure. Uh, yeah. Marcus, what do you have to plug this week, sir? I want to make sure that you follow the mantra, never offended, always humble. That is what it is, Noah, N-O-A-H. Um, go ahead, buy yourself some merch. Go buy yourself some gear. Hit the link in my bio. Um, shout out to Soul Tie. New music on the way. I have new music on the way. Also, we are back into the swing of another Monday playlist. So today, I posted another Monday playlist, numbers five through eight. So that's about over four hours of music from the weekly playlist that we drop that i drop on the regular um and then another monday number nine will hit next monday we are back into the swing of things um but whatever you do make sure you follow the mantra never offend it always humble those playlists are available on title spotify and apple music right now Ooh, well done i haven't had a chance to listen to that yet uh i want to plug this podcast hey if you'd enjoyed our time with us today whether you're listening whether you're watching whatever you're doing however you're consuming this pod uh share us with a friend or a family member best way for us to grow and to get meet new folks um like brian said we're doing some big things next week so pretty excited about that if you're feeling generous and you want to help support marcus's wi-fi uh go over to patreon.com slash films in black and white sign up for a member of the tier there help marcus keep his internet running uh, but more importantly help us keep our podcast running uh because we really appreciate it it helps uh support independent folks and it helps make the sausage so uh gentlemen for what we have worth, a three. I do pay for a nice Wi-Fi. I just have no idea what the shit not working. No, 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 no. It's okay. We'll get people help. Like it's <laughs> just we'll, we'll start a whole GoFundMe and everything. Poor black man with the poor <laughs> Wi-Fi. <laughs> um. Anyway. <laughs> so I was like, 
I was thinking in my head, I was like, what Wi-Fi do you have? Do you have do you have Blue Peak? Do you have Midco? What do you have? Midco. I got Midco. Okay. All right. See, so because I have Blue Peak and it's I've never had troubles. So but there was a part of me that was like, is it that part of town where they're just uh, like throttling? What the, the fuck Wi-Fi? was that? Was that a plug for Blue Peak? <laughs> it kind of was that? a plug for Blue Peak. Jesus so Christ. here we are. Um anyway, gentlemen, we have a three-step process to success. Brian, care to lay us down with that first step? Yes. Step one, read a book. Read a book, please. Just any book. It can it can literally be the book on your table right now. Just read a book. Absolutely. Damn. Right to the point. Just yeah, read right. a fucking book. Yeah, Just right read to book. it. Uh, step two, look, drink some water, y'all. Uh, it's important to stay hydrated. Uh, it helps your skin not dry out. It helps you stay fuller. And all in all, it's just good for you. You can't be drinking uh, pop or coffee all the time. Eventually, your heart's going to explode, and you're just not going to be having a good time. So drink some water. Take care of yourself. Treat yourself to some nice water uh, and, and go from there. Did you say your heart explodes? I just from too much caffeine. It's just okay. the engine. I was wondering how that was it. working. Yep. Jesus. Yep. I'm not a doctor, everybody. <laughs> Step number Hashtag three. Hashtag not a doctor. Hashtag not a, not a doctor. Uh, not whose a doctor. thing is that? That's a, you know, a TV show. Um, I think that's Andy Samberg's production company or something like that. Um, number three. Step number three. Wash your ass. Listen, your ass stinks. Did you flinch right there? That means you're super self-conscious and you need to get your ass in the shower right now. Okay. <laughs> Whatever it is you got going on. Go ahead, hop in the shower. As soon as this podcast is on, actually, you can listen to us in the shower. We you can. All I mean, the yeah. smooth sounds that you need. That's an hour and 30 minutes that you could be in the shower just washing your legs, your toes, your ass, and everything else. All right. So just do what you got to do and just wash your ass. You know what I mean? Get a clean rag, wash your ass. Step and four, Roman, and Roman step four is to get I good Wi-Fi. So there's That's four okay. steps this week. All the money from Cash Tech Quotable from this from this point on going to my Wi-Fi. So don't you worry. Look mm-hmm. at that. Yep. That's Look right. That. Yep. That's we've started the fund. Making um, dreams happen. That's <laughs> dream makers here at Films of Black and White. That's what we do. Uh that doesn't this this become a make a wish. What? Yeah, <laughs> you, you're not dying. We're just making this, dreams. Rock, if, if the rock walks in my house, I'm gonna be super nervous here because that's a, that's a... No, it's uh, we heard you were really into Hulk Hogan, so we asked him to show up. How's it going, brother? How's it going, brother? We heard you want to hear from me. That's brother with a hard R, and I'm okay with. I'm not okay. That's brother with a hard R, but I brought four of my daughters that's, with me. He's gonna hang out. We're all gonna lift some weights. Disgusting. Do steroids. Oh what an incredible cameo opportunity. Yep. Amazing. Yep. This was great. I can't believe Hulk came all the way from Florida to join us on this podcast. <laughs> this week's episode of films of black and white we'll be back next week with another outstanding episode uh in the meantime and in the between time stay safe stay healthy we love y'all we appreciate y'all we catch y'all next week (laughs) you got i thought we were friends you bought fucking hogan Hogan look here brother hey look here brother (laughs) what (laughs) is (laughs) 